Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I've never been diagnosed with multiple personality disorder. Justin Trudeau hates the NBA. <laughs> He's doing it, though. He's doing it. It's 2020. We should probably do that. They could be the TGI Friday's Redskins. These guys are about to get hot. Are you kidding me? That's a closed-loop system, my friend. Hey, this is Butterman, and you're listening to Kyle on Zone 1150. Well, I want to welcome everybody into uh, this Friday afternoon edition of Chip Howard Sports Talk, the first Friday edition in January of 2021, and I do apologize for you uh, six loyal listeners. Hopefully it's seven or eight by now. Maybe we've been able to change a few minds in the new year. I um, I know you were looking forward to All Beatles Friday, and uh, we will give you some Beatles, but uh, I've decided from now on uh, I will use my intro that I have worked so hard uh, to put together over the past couple of years. Yeah, that's new. That <laughs> yeah. surprised me. I didn't know that was gone. Yeah, that uh, that voice you hear on the uh, other microphone, is, uh, as long as your car is in stereo and not mono, that is Sean Burnett. You've heard him a couple of times. He's hosted with me. I've hosted with him, a uh, former employee and current employee of The Zone and Brian Broadcasting. He was here uh, before me. I took his spot, and uh, now we're back sharing the line. Yeah, line, yeah we? that's right. We're back. I'm we, back. Uh, uh, yeah, it's been good. It's been good. It's good to be back. How was uh, how was your break? How was your holiday? I don't know. I didn't get I didn't get a super lot of time off, but uh, it was good. You know, I was up here a lot. But sports never. But stops, uh, yeah, right? that's right. Sports stays on. Uh, no, it's good. We went to let's see what I do. Christmas went to Houston, saw the family. Um, probably didn't didn't abide by some of the rules that a lot of people want me to. But it was family, <laughs> so we. Uh, it was just it wasn't a bunch of strangers, so no concerts or anything. And then New Year's actually. Me and Hannah, my wife, we did we did nothing. We were in bed by probably ten thirty New Year's Eve. Nice. Yeah, it was hilarious. But the next day, we did go celebrate her her uh, her birthday. So we went out to Fredericksburg. Uh, we went to the house that Kyle here uh, he um, told me it was a good house out there. But we did. Yeah, we had a good time. Three three uh, three days. Watched a lot of college football. Not Can't a, beat lot that. Of, yeah. Basically, what Sean's saying is, uh, if you listen to anything on the Zone from approximately uh, December twenty second to uh, last Monday, uh, it's courtesy of him. So uh, <laughs> give him a big shout out. And uh, in case I didn't mention it because I uh, don't remember, I think I have short term dementia. Uh, this is Chip Howard Sports Talk, and uh, Chip Howard will be back on Monday. He is out on assignment today. Uh, he's probably working on something fantastic for you. Uh, hopefully, hunting related. Speaking of hunting, I do want to plug this real quick. Next Thursday on the show, we, uh, we're we going to be joined by Donna Khalil. She is a python hunter down in Florida. Um, I've been talking with her for a couple days, getting everything scheduled, and i got to tell you, she sent me a picture this morning of this massive eight-foot python she caught last night, which is actually why she couldn't do the show this week, and uh, that just gave me the heebie-jeebies. Um, and as Chip says all the time, all you need is a 12-gauge to take care of it, although I don't think she would be appreciative of that comment. I doubt that she approves of that method. <laughs> that being said, this is Chip Howard's Sports Talk, uh, so we will talk a little sports, I suppose. 
Uh, Travis Brown tweeted earlier of the Eagle that uh, Missouri's game at Reno Arena on Saturday, January 16th against the Aggies is in jeopardy due to COVID-19. Uh, the Tigers did test positive. Uh, it doesn't say how many, uh, but the game will be decided at a later date uh, as of now. Uh, well, the game to be played will decide at a later date as of now. And I guess we'll stick with this. Basketball, I think, was a big issue coming into this year, right? Because initially, last year's basketball tournament kind of kicked off the whole COVID sports it conundrum. Did. It absolutely did. I, that, and I, that's crazy, too, because I won't forget that. Because that's whenever that's whenever I realized, because most of my focus is on sports, but that's when I realized I was like, okay, well, this is a, this is for real. And it's not going away. And it's not going anywhere. Because that's, I mean, you're, ta- you're talking March Madness. I mean, that's arguably one of the most, you know, top three, four most popular sporting events of the on the planet ironically a fitting name for the month itself <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it, it, that whenever it happened i 100 percent agree it was it's like boom wow this is real this is um this is not good and uh you know right now i'm curious to see how they handle it with you know the you know conference play starting uh you know around the country i, I have no idea what it's going to look like yeah i mean they, they said uh earlier this week that march madness this year is slated to be held in uh, Indi- Indianapolis? I have no idea. I don't remember. They're, they're going to hold it in a bubble, um, obviously. And this time last year, look, I, there's a lot of people that complain, well, they, they could have done this last year, they could have done this, they could have done that. But the reality is we've learned more this year. We've learned more over the past 9, 10, 12 months that we didn't know last year. We know safety precautions. Uh, we know how bad this can be. We know, um, you know, ins and outs of, of COVID-19 and, and what's become? I mean, you saw the. I assume they're going to base it off the NBA. The NBA did the bubble. They finished the season. They finished. Or was it the? Was it just the playoffs? I think they did the whole season in the bubble. Didn't they, they did the rest of the season. The rest of the season in the bubble. Suspended. Yeah. So I mean, they did. They did that, and they did it well. It worked pretty. You know, I feel like it worked pretty well. We got the season done. So I don't know. Maybe maybe the NCAA looks into something like that. Uh, I, I don't see why they wouldn't. It worked. It worked for the NBA, and so I don't see why we couldn't do it that way. But. You know, again, the NCAA is is a, diff- a different beast than the pros, and we've seen that already in college football. Yeah, and uh, hopefully before long, uh, Mark Emmert will uh, come out of his hidey hole and uh, say something, um, as the NCAA president should, although last year he uh, just kind of uh, hid behind the rocks in his home and uh, said what he could to save his job and uh, take his $3 million and run back to the bank. But uh, I don't get paid enough to care about those decisions. Uh, sticking with Aggie basketball, since we're talking about basketball, Aggie women's basketball, rather, uh, number eight A&M women's basketball team led by Gary Blair uh, dropped number 10th ranked Kentucky last night, 77-60 to 60 at Reed Arena. Uh, Leah Wilson scored 18 points, Sierra Johnson had 14, and India Jones added 12 and had 12 rebounds to keep the Aggies at 11-0 total, 2-0 in the SEC. A little bit of sad news, as I'm sure many of you have heard. Uh, Sean, I'm sure you heard as well. Uh, Hall of Fame LA Dodgers manager Tommy Lasorda died today at 93. Uh, I actually had the privilege of seeing him at Adrian Beltre's retirement ceremony. Uh, I believe it was last year or the year before. Uh, it was the year before, actually, because COVID was last year. Uh, but uh, at Adrian Beltre's retirement ceremony for the Texas Rangers, they actually surprised Adrian Beltre because, uh, as you remember, Beltre started his career in, in LA. Um, and so Lasorda was his manager, and it was, it was kind of a nice treat. To, uh, they they flew Lasorda in and surprised Adrian, and it was just a 
it was one of those baseball moments you can't forget. It was a cool moment, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Although it did take approximately 15 minutes for Lasorda to hobble out to the mound from the dugout. I was going to say, God what, rest say his soul. Now. Two years ago, it was he 91. <laughs> yeah, that's, he was up there. But man, yeah, that's sad. That's a sad day. But baseball lost a, a good manager and a great ambassador for the sport. Coming up this weekend on the zone, if you are an NFL football fan, well, this is the weekend for you. We have not one, not two, not four, but six NFL wildcard games coming up for you this weekend. I know Chip doesn't talk a lot of NFL, um, but I'm still pissed off about the uh, ending of my fantasy football season. Um, So I'm still going to care about it, even though I shouldn't. Uh, We have two triple headers coming up tomorrow and Sunday. Uh, Colts, Bills, Rams, Seahawks, Bucks, Washington on Saturday. Ravens, Titans, Bears, Saints, Browns, Steelers on Sunday. And uh, those all are at uh, 12 o'clock. Oh, no, these times are wrong. No, they're right. 11 o'clock, 3.15, and uh, 7 on the zone, respectively. So keep that in mind. But if you can't find them, you can always go back and check the zone newsletter uh, where I put everything in there for you, the listener. And uh, if you can't find it, then I can't help you. That is why we're here. It's pretty simple, guys. Go to zone1150.com, go to the newsletter tab, and then you sign up. Or you could do yourself an easier favor and just go on Facebook and or Twitter, give us a like and a follow, and I have worked painstakingly hard over the past five hours today to make posts for you to see tomorrow and Sunday so you cannot miss the NFL action. Maybe you've got a betting pool going. Maybe you've got uh, a playoff fantasy league like we do. Whatever you have. Just make sure you tune into the zone because we have it for you. Thanks to Westwood One Sports. It's going to be a good weekend. It's going to be fun to watch. I'm excited. I'm a big NFL guy, so it's going to be a good good weekend for me. I can't wait. And this is the uh, expanded playoffs, too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you get the additional additional wildcard team. Be a lot of fun. Can't wait for this weekend. Uh, Coming up later in the show, uh, we have a uh, new conspiracy out of the uh, L.A. Angels clubhouse regarding a a few very high uh, notoriety pitchers. Uh, I think we'll hear from uh, Coach Buzz Williams about their game, uh, their matchup against Tennessee tomorrow at Reed Arena. Uh, we may or may not hear from Justin Fields, Ohio State's quarterback, heading into the national championship game on Monday night right here on the zone against Alabama. And one of the best cartoons on PBS has been canceled after a 20-plus year tenure. And uh, I will explain what that is coming up later in the show. But right now... We have to head up to the final lap, and uh, it is, since it is Friday, Chip will be back with Kirk Bowles uh, to talk about all things football in Austin. So uh, we'll be right back after this. The final lap with Kerry Murphy is on. is on. With the 2021 NASCAR season about a month away now, you might be wondering about some of the big changes coming to the sport. We begin with Clint Boyer, who has retired, heading up to the Fox Sports broadcast booth. He'll be joining Mike Joy and Jeff Gordon. Sliding into the Stewart House Racing number 14 is Chase Briscoe, who grew up a Tony Stewart fan. You already knew that Jimmy Johnson retired at the end of last year. Now Alex Bowman is leaving his number 88 car to drive that number 48 for Hendrick Motorsports in 2021. Christopher Bell moves from the 95 car of Levine Family Racing to join the Joe Gibbs Racing number 20 Toyota, and expectations are high for that young driver. Ross Chastain moves to the Cup Series to drive the number 42 Chip Ganassi Racing Chevrolet. The Watermelon Man already has 79 Cup Series starts to his name, but this is a full-time ride with a top-tier team. He's got to be excited. Bubba Wallace left the Richard Petty Motorsports number 43 car to join 2311 Racing, headed up by Denny Hamlin and NBA legend Michael Jordan. 
Eric Jones is going to take over the legendary number 43 Richard Petty Motorsports car for 2021. Kyle Larson returns to full-time Cup Series racing in NASCAR with Hendrick Motorsports to drive their number five car. They're going to be dusting that thing off. It hasn't seen action in quite a while. It's back from hiatus now. Kyle was officially reinstated back on New Year's Day. The final lap. Hi, I'm Dr. Gordon Christensen, and if you're a dentist as I am, or you know a dentist, please take a moment to listen. When I became a dentist, I learned how quickly poor oral health can lead to other serious health problems. And for people without access to care, these problems can spiral very quickly. I wanted to help, but I wasn't sure how I could until I joined Dental Lifeline Network. It's a nonprofit that has helped us literally change the lives of people in our communities. DLN asked dentists to volunteer to see just one of the many patients in need in your area. It's very simple. DLN screens those in need and coordinates an initial appointment that takes place in the comfort of the dentist's own office and on their schedule. Right now, there's a wait list for patients in need in your community. I'm asking fellow dentists who will join me in seeing one patient per year. Learn more about Dental Lifeline Network at willyouc1.org. That's willyouc1.org. Anco Insurance was recently named the Brazos Valley's Best Insurance Agency by online voters. We are honored by this award and will work hard to continue providing peace of mind to residents of the Brazos Valley and all across Texas. Anco's strength comes from our employees and the outstanding service they provide to our customers. If you need a quote on your home, auto, business, or life and health insurance, visit Anco today at 1111 Briarcrest Drive in Bryan or call us at 776-ANCO. Welcome to the College Football Report with Kirk Bowles of the Austin American Statesman. The College Football Report is brought to you by Tom Light Chevrolet. Our first call for 2021 with the columnist for the Austin American Statesman. Anything happening over in Austin that we should know about, Kirk? No, not really. It's been pretty quiet. Just a lot of, a lot of sneezing is all. <laughs> you, know, you know my catchphrase, right? No. Drama never takes a day off in Austin, Texas. Wow. Um, did you see this coming? No, uh, I didn't because the people making the decisions uh, told us they weren't going to do this and they changed their mind. So we quit bugging them. Right. And uh, just I think they just botched this whole thing, you know, misled people, including, you know, I mean, Heck with us in the media, but they misled Tom Herman's staff. They misled the football recruits with that stupid release a couple of days before signing day. And I just think the way they handled this was just atrocious. So, well, we may never know the answer to this, but do you think this was calculated because of recruiting and that all along they were going to replace him or? Did a few things really come up after recruiting that made the decision easier? Well, I think Chris Del Conte, the AD, will have you believe some new circumstances arose. But, you know, if you look at it from the outside, yeah, he won his bowl game, scored 55 points. Yeah, that was some new. I'm not sure how many football coaches have been fired after scoring 55 in a bowl game in 69 uh, the game before that, you know, and has 13 starters coming back after a 7-3 season, you know, which you got to figure in most people's books is respectable, especially in a 
pandemic year. Now there are lots of reasons to to make that decision. Don't get me wrong. I mean, yep. You know, one in four against Oklahoma, no Big Twelve championships, thirty-two and eighteen record, seven losses to unranked teams. I can go on and on. Yeah. But just the way you handle that, I I just has always burned me when coaches leave after signing day. Just burned me because you are lying to these recruits unless you're up front with them. Yes. And I bet you hardly any of them will. Yeah. And uh, that just chapped my butt. And I assume the NCAA is going to take care of it with their new transfer rule that they'll be discussing next week at, at the NCAA virtual convention, I guess. But uh, I, I've always said the coach leaves, the new recruits should be totally released to go wherever. Yep. And they should they should get an automatic release from their letter of intent. Yep. And because uh, it's, you know, as they say, it's all about the players and athletes, <laughs> right? Yeah, not about the money, not about coaches doing whatever they want, not being about schools doing whatever they want for money. Uh, it's about, it should be about the athletes, and it hasn't been. And slowly the NCAA is getting dragged into the next century only because, you know, uh, the climate mm-hmm. their their heads been forced so getting a little bit off the subject but uh so i think tom herman was shocked last saturday when he got the call from uh mm-hmm. Del Conte that he was being let go because this is four days after the bowl game right yeah. right you know you think he's moving on every question that tom herman got after that del Conte release he said yeah yeah I expect to be back Well, um, so that brings us to Steve Sarkeesian, who, uh, on the face of it, Kirk, um, does not look like a great upgrade from Tom Herman. Obviously, that remains to be seen. Sure. But he's not Urban Meyer, for sure. (laughs) No, he's not. That's uh, that's quite a come down from their first target, is it not? I mean... Uh, yeah, and I give him credit for shooting for the star. There's been some arguments by the administration that, oh, we were kind of talking to Urban as a consultant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he wants to do that. Yeah. He's spent a lot of time. I mean, he could be a consultant for a whole bunch of NFL teams right now, apparently. So, you know, you know, quit fibbing, just own up, be transparent. Uh, I, I reported this week that they also looked at Sonny Dykes at SMU. And uh, I think he was a very serious candidate. Interesting. So, uh, and I don't think he was alone. Now, whether they really kind of kicked the tires on Matt Campbell or yeah. came from Penn State, you know, I think they probably did their due diligence there and see, you know, who might be available. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I, I think I think the powers that be even above Del Conte were kind of of the uh, mindset that, they needed to make a change. And like I said, there's so much that went into it, including off the field stuff, like some of Tom's antics and yes. then the whole, and then the whole summer of unrest where mm-hmm. uh, he did not make his team uh, adhere to the mandate from the board of regents that they at least stand for the eyes of Texas. Well, that, you know, Kirk, that picture of Sam Ellinger, uh, which we've talked about all fall by himself right. in the cotton bowl, uh, I, I heard that the the big guys were just furious, and the regular alums were furious, and that Chris Del Conte's 
a mailbox just blew up after that incident. And anything short yeah. of winning the Big 12, had he, he was doomed after that, that picture went all over the U.S. Yeah, that was very damaging to, to Texas, to Tom Herman's future, uh, to the program, everything like that. I mean, and, and and when I've argued with Del Conte about that, he said, well, we told them the, you're expected to stand. Well, they're not standing, Chris. Yeah. So I know this may not be the Marines or yeah. anything, but that's, that's a clear snub of authority. And I don't know about you, if your boss says your hours have changed, Jeff, I guess your hours have changed. You can't keep coming in at the same time and, and do your show. I mean, what so, what does you know, it say? Grounds for dismissal, right there. What does it say that five of the six captains opted not to play in the bowl game, Kurt? You know, I think that was terrible optics, and I think that was a contributing factor mm-hmm. uh, to making the change. And there's been word, which I think is accurate, that some of the players were actively recruiting against Texas mm-hmm. to uh, to high school players, and, you know, that's an untenable yep. situation. So I, I think he lost the locker room, which is very odd. Yeah. Given Herman's support of the players uh, during the Black Lives mm-hmm. Movement mm-hmm. and all the social unrest and the fact that they looked so motivated their last two games. Yes. I mean, they played with their hair on fire, but they always do in bowl games under Herman, that's yep. kind of one of the issues. But you couldn't have looked at the Alamo Bowl game when they just destroyed an average Colorado team and say, well, we've lost the locker room. They don't want to play for them. Yeah. They look, they look damn good. They look like a top-10 team you know, in that game. Maybe he, deserved, maybe he deserved to be fired uh, for taking eight games to figure out B. John Robinson was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, he's. He had 10, 10 carries against Colorado, and everybody's screaming. You got arguably your best player, and you won't give him the ball. That, that didn't sit well. That's probably way down the list. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty bad when you when you drill your bowl opponent and score fifty five points, and half your fan base is still mad. And that guy's a star. I mean, he he is he's the best running back they've had since Ricky Williams. Yep. The way he looked. And, you know, you got to consider the opponent. I understand that, but uh, he looks, it, he looks it, like he's got star quality written all over. In this day and age of the past, Kirk, can a team with a premier running back ride him to a conference championship? Absolutely not. I mean, you, you look, you just look at the uh, the teams still in the playoffs. Though they have good running yeah, backs. I mean, you look at Trey Sermon, Ohio State, Najee Harris. Yep. yep. You know, Travis Etienne and Cleveland, Kyron Williams from Notre Dame, they had four elite running backs. Yeah. But they also had elite quarterbacks. Now, some might not put Ian Book in that category, and I wouldn't either. But I don't think you'd argue about Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones, or uh, Justin Fields. You know, you've got to have balance. And that's one thing I like about Sarkeesian is that he wants balance, and he wants to win like they are at Alabama, where – you get 300-yard rush and 300 passing, and, and you can dictate to the defense. So, uh, no, you can't have a have a, a running back threat alone anymore in this day and age unless you're running the option like the Army at, at a second level. Uh, and, you know, and they'll be starting a new quarterback yep. who's never started a college game. So that's a little dicey there, even though they may have 
I think by my count, 13 Alamo Bowl starters coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will have a new quarterback, and with that comes growing pains. We'll continue with Kirk Bowles after this for Tom Light Chevrolet. In times like these, it's easy to forget the small things we're thankful for. A friendly smile, cooler days, and football on Saturday. At Tom Light Chevrolet, we're thankful for all of our customers, families, and friends. Together, we are stronger. From our family to yours, thank you and have a safe holiday. All roads lead to Tom Light Chevrolet and Bryan College Station. Chevy, find new roads. Shop in person or online at TomLight.com. Tom Light Chevrolet. Kirk Bowles joins us here in 2021. Let's talk about something positive over in Austin, although uh, you would never know that Shaka's team is fourth in the country. But they're they're playing a, a really good basketball right now, Kirk. Um, and obviously it, it doesn't matter until you get to March, but right now they look pretty good. They look awesome. And the best in Shaka's smart six years, uh, which may not be saying a whole lot given – He's yet to win an NCAA tournament game, but they look like a complete team, Chip. They really do. And you look at the stats to kind of back them up. And uh, in the national stats, in offensive efficiency, they're 13, and defensive efficiency, they're third. So, and and they kind of have that blueprint of a successful college basketball team, a veteran team that's older and a whole lot of guards. Yeah, and that can that can take you a whole. A long way in college basketball. Well, I mean, I know they're just getting started. This league looks pretty tough this year, I will say, Kirk. Yeah, it you know it's such a great basketball league. You got three teams in the top six in the nation. There was Bader uh, up there undefeated and, and just mauling team. I think I think Bader's average margin of victory is over thirty points a wow. game. Yeah, you know this is this is their best team as well, and they've got. They've got guards like Jared Butler and Maceo Teague as well. Yes. So, yeah, it looks like Texas and Bader is on a collision course for the Big 12 championship, which which I celebrate because I get a little Kansas fatigue. And uh, <laughs> it's kind of nice to see different people up there. But, I mean, I, I really like this Texas team. Uh, I mentioned the guards. You know, Andrew Jones, such yep. an inspirational player coming off of uh, leukemia and but you know it's funny too chip if you look at the big 12 stats you know they don't have anybody who's in the top 12 in the conference in scoring hmm. but, but they've got like uh, five in the top 22 yeah you know and, yeah and they're all averaging 12 13 points a game which is a, which is really good because who do you shut down yes you know because they don't have that pure shooter superstar just you know, he's going to go off and get you 25 every game. But they've got, you know, Matt Coleman and Courtney Ramey and Andrew Jones and then this freshman Greg Brown who can give you, you know, 50 yes. on a night. Yep. And uh, so they've got a lot of scoring options. So it's going to be fun uh, watching the next two months uh, on the hard court here. Kirk Bowles joins us on Fridays, brought to you by Tom Light Chevrolet. Well, there you have it. There's your Friday visit with uh, Kirk Bowles and uh, – Chip Howard. As I said earlier, Chip Howard is out on assignment for you six loyal listeners. Hopefully there's more by now. We're looking for at least four more this year. Uh, 26 years in the business. 27, I guess, at this point. We're really looking to get that uh, 10 loyal listener mark. And I told Chip maybe we'll have a big old party if we can reach 10. So if we can have 10 loyal listeners text us in once a day for a consecutive week, I think I can convince Chip to throw us a pizza party up here. But that's uh, we'll talk about that later. Uh, we'll get to it. Chip's out. 
So uh, he'll be back on Monday, though. Don't worry. The Riders Roundtable will be here uh, to talk uh, wrapping up uh, AM football and uh, maybe looking forward to 2021. I know we have basketball on the horizon. And uh, just announced yesterday, uh, at least sources said, uh, NCAA baseball is slated to return with a uh, full non conference slate as normal and uh, weekend uh, SEC slates as well. So uh, I know I was looking forward to uh, baseball last year uh, when the old coronavirus uh, pitched us a shutout. So there's nothing you can do about it. But that being said, when we come back, I think we're going to hear a little bit from Buzz Williams previewing the uh, A&M's matchup against the Tennessee Volunteers tomorrow at Reed Arena, which, by the way, you can catch on partner station WTW 1620, so you don't want to miss that. But right now, here's Chip to tell you about Sevchek Service Center. Sevchex is open right now until 6 o'clock this evening, but they're not closing for the weekend. They're open tomorrow, Saturdays from 7 until 4. If you didn't get by this week, you had good intentions, but uh, work caught up. Things get busy, so you can go by tomorrow and the staff over there and let them take care of whatever it is you need done, whether it's an oil change around back at the Valvoline Express that slow leak in your tire finally patched up. Whatever it is, the folks over there will take care of you the way they've been doing since 1972. Look for the big maroon and gray signature fuel sign there and you're home. Sevchex Service Center, 2200 Longmire, just down from the post office in College Station. How about saying goodbye to 2020? We've had enough of it. Make 2021 the year you cut your mowing time in half. Hi, this is David Hogan inviting you to stop by Kyrish Truck Center and check out our zero-turn rider mowers from Hustler, Ferris, and Cub Cadet. It's not mowing season, but it will be before you know it. So come by now and save some money. I'll make you a great deal on our zero-turn rider mowers. We'll make mowing as close to fun as it gets. Kyrish Truck Center, Highway 21, half a mile east of the bypass in Bryan. Advanced technology and experienced surgeons. That's what you'll find at Texas Regional Eye Center. Our team has performed thousands of cataract removals and uses sophisticated technology to customize the cataract procedure to fit your needs. Doctors Terry Perkins, Bill Riggs, Kyle Varvel, and James Lee, your doctors at Texas Regional Eye Center. Call 774-0498 or visit TexasRegionalEye.com. Find out first, get scores, updates, and more. And more. Follow the Zone 1150 AM and 93.7 FM on Twitter. Zone 1150. You say yes, I say no. You say stop, and I say go, go, go. Oh, no. You say goodbye, and I say hello. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thanks for sticking around. I told you, I promised you, I know that you want to hear Beatles on Beatles Friday because this is Chip Howard Sports Talk on the Zone 1150 and 93.7. And even when Chip is not here, besides my intro, I am a traditionalist and I believe in the power of history. And that is why I love playing the Beatles on Fridays and I will play Willie Nelson if I ever host on Wednesdays. But uh, I don't know how it always works out that Chip is gone on Fridays. Uh, I don't know. He hasn't been gone on Wednesdays for a while, uh, since I've been here at least, so I've never had to host on a Wednesday. Um, but uh, maybe he just likes taking his vacations early. Um, and, and like everybody around the office knows, it wouldn't be the first week of shows in the new year 
if Chip was here all five days. It would just be impossible. Uh, that being said, uh, tomorrow the uh, the Aggie basketball team takes on number nine Tennessee at Reed Arena at one p.m. That'll be on the Deuce, so uh, be sure to catch that on TV or. As I said before, partner station WTAW sixteen twenty. Our board ops will be uh, slaving hard uh, for you, the listener. Um, coming off a pretty brutal loss to LSU, fifty four to seventy seven, bounced back for a uh, squeaker, a two point win, sixty eight sixty six against Auburn, and uh, of course that uh, pretty much predicated loss uh, to South Carolina Wednesday of this week, fifty four seventy eight. Buzz Williams talked about it before and after the South Carolina game. Uh, they just have the Aggies card. They have their numbers. Um, There's just nothing they can do about it. The style of play just doesn't match up, and they just overpower us really everywhere on the court. Um, that being said, uh, Buzz Williams met with the media earlier today to talk about the Tennessee Volunteer game tomorrow, so uh, let's hear what he had to say. But um, what's been the difference for you in, in the second half? Um, between home and the road, I guess with the smaller crowds and no crowds, that was thought maybe to be kind of more of a, an equalizer. But what has been the difference for y'all on at home and on the road outside of, you know, obviously competition as well? Uh, specific to the SEC, uh, Brent, I don't think in either road game we've been near competitive enough for the ambiance to matter. Uh, I thought we competed against Auburn. Uh, relative to the things that we have to do in order to have a chance to win. Our turnover rate was still way too high. It's um, just stereotypically speaking, it's strange. You know, like I asked Frank before the game, how many people are you guys allowing in here? And he was like, I don't even know. What are y'all doing? And I said, yeah, I guess I shouldn't ask a question if I can't even answer it for ourselves." for myself, like, I don't know. Um, And we're thankful for those that come. I'm not being negative in that regard, but you know, like relative to the atmosphere that you attend a game or that uh, I attend a game, it's not that. So it's, it's a little bit like how you have a scrimmage uh, in the preseason. Obviously we couldn't do that this year, but you know, there's a few people around, but, you know that everything you say can be heard. Um, it's even the bench is strange, you know, like you're used to as a coach looking to your right uh, at home and looking to your left on the road and you see your crew. And now it's like, where is he? Um, because of the social distancing. So um, I don't know that home court advantage necessarily is in play this year. I think it may over time end up being a more true telltale sign of where you're at because uh, yes, you have to travel there. Yes. You're sleeping in a different bed and that's part of it, but relative to the game atmosphere, I don't know that that's necessarily going to sway anything. Gotcha. And also how nice is it to have a representative uh, recruiting and otherwise a representative like Alex Caruso in the NBA? to yeah, represent Texas A&M as well. Yeah, I, I would say this, and, and it's not to take away from his talent at all. Obviously, I've known him since he was very young when he was a ball boy here and have the utmost respect. His dad's one of the best administrators I've been around in my career. Um, I, I think 
how he represents Texas A&M is just as great as uh, the representation of his talent playing in the NBA. Uh, he was able to come by for a couple of days throughout the holidays and we were able to social distance and I could see him and spend a little bit of time with him. But um, he represents all we want our program to be. But at the same time, I would say for all Aggies, he represents what we want to be, whether we're a basketball player or not. All right. The next question is from Owen Buchanan from Texas. Hi, Buzz. A couple of things. Uh, first of all, just how concerned or your level of concern would you have for the, uh, for the slump that Savion appears to be in right now? And then also uh, your thoughts on Jackson Robinson's uh, role uh, moving forward. Well, uh, I thought Jacks played well at LSU. Um, he made two shots that helped. The thing that helped us the most was he had seven rebounds. Um, Save is one of the best kids I've ever been around. As you know, uh, very intelligent, not only on the floor, but off the floor. He'll make shots. He works diligently on his game uh, when coaches are not around. What we need Stavion to do is the same thing that I just mentioned about Jax uh, in Baton Rouge. We need him to have more of a presence on the glass. Uh, sometimes shots will go. Sometimes shots won't go. You hope you make them more than you miss them. But uh, we, we, we have an issue as a team on the glass and we, we need Savion through three games. I think save had one rebound uh, against LSU, one rebound against Auburn. And then he had three against South Carolina. So we need to have a minimum of five per game, not five every three game total. So that's not just Savion. That would be everybody, uh, particularly our guys that Olin, um, we call them go gets, you know, when we shoot, who's going to get it on the offensive glass and Savion and Jax are both that. Um, if you get enough of those, you know, sometimes you'll get it and you'll be able to score it right away. And I think that's always a sign of your involvement in the game. You know, Jax has only had two rebounds since Baton Rouge. And so um, the, the consistency that we need, not just from Jax or from Savion, we need more of a presence on the glass on both ends for sure. All right. Well, thank you very much, coach. Yes, sir. All right. Let's move on to Travis Brown from the Eagle. Coach, I know uh, after the game the other day, we talked a lot about kind of the, the statistics behind the loss. I know that's been something that you talk about frequently. When did having this kind of deeper mathematical approach come into play for you as a coach and, and how, how much of importance do you, I mean, I know stats are an important part of the game, but to kind of really look at, the way to win the game is this kind of equation. Yeah, uh, Travis, I try not to show all of that stuff. You know, it's like, why do you wear a vest? I wear a vest so the people will quit talking about I sweat so much because that's just silly to me. I understand that it should be maybe a portion of the topic of conversation. Uh, but early in my career, uh, when I would answer a question the way I answered yours on Wednesday, you know, it became like this jumbled up um, opinion of how I answered the question. So not that I'm scared to tell you what I think. I've just tried to shy away from maybe revealing how I think and how we study and what we correlate to winning. I only said that to you because, in my opinion, I think you're a good human being and I think you take pride in your job. So you study 
before you ask a question. And so I respect people in any walk of life that do that um, as succinctly as possible to answer your question. Uh, I think numbers are good for kids of this generation because I think you can use numbers to teach. Sometimes when you just holler and scream and say, run through the brick wall, that doesn't work anymore. That doesn't mean that's good. That doesn't mean that it's bad. But I think when you can teach the why of something, uh, you always have more ownership. And so a lot of what we do in film, and we probably spend more time studying film than most, is we try to explain the why using numbers so there's evidence for them to understand. So uh, we do one day before the day before the game. We do two day before, two days before the game, as you know. And this morning and one day before, we compared and contrasted specific to your question from Wednesday night that those numbers at Tennessee last year versus our numbers against at South Carolina this year. So um, you can look those numbers up, but it tells a story and it explains why we were able to win at Tennessee while only shooting 30% and why we were uh, just completely manhandled at South Carolina, but also why was it only a two possession game at halftime and why did you lose by 18 in the second half? And uh, the, the things that you have heard me talk about this year, those are the two reasons why, but I think there's numbers that are more significant than just what's in a box score. And I think it's my responsibility, particularly with kids that you want to coach and develop over a four-year span of time, the earlier you can teach the why and they can understand the numbers behind it, the better. And so we do whiteboard stats. That's nine different categories of things that we study. Only two or three of those, Travis, would they uh, be derived exclusively from a box score. There's six or seven of them that are numbers kind of under the numbers, layers to this, as a kid would say. And so uh, I, I think I've been like that for a long time. My dad is very, very intelligent when it comes to numbers. Uh, and so he taught me a lot when I was growing up specific to numbers. And I just think that's some sort of way, kind of how my brain's wired. Did you know that our teeth communicate our age and health and our smiles communicate our happiness and self-confidence? At Elms Orthodontics, Dr. Troy Elms creates life-changing smiles that convey our true selves and radiate a positive attitude towards life and others. If you've never felt confident about your smile, now you can. Ask your friends, read our reviews. Dr. Elms is the award-winning source for beautiful smiles through orthodontics. DrElms.com. Welcome to the world of virtual appraisals at Oscar & Sons Body Shop. Their doors are open for you as well as their new web portal to conduct business. Go to OscarAndSons.com. Follow the directions to seek an estimate, scan a photo of your vehicle, or find out what services Oscar & Sons offers. They're even taking necessary steps to ensure the health and safety of their customers and employees. They even sanitize your car before and after service. For foreign and domestic frame and body repair, paintless dent repair, computerized color matching, and lifetime warranty, choose Oscar & Sons Body Shop. Find out the latest contests, promotions, and events for 1150 AM and 93.7 FM. Log on to thezone1150.com.
I, uh, I'm looking across the uh, Zone Studios here, and I'm, I'm, I'm seeing uh, Sean just yeah. just grimace and, and, and frown and I don't laugh. Know. I don't know what I'm looking at. <laughs> so uh, it might sound like Jason and Jared are taking over Sports Talk, but I assure you it's still Kyle and Sean. Um, now, this is obviously a generational thing. Um, Sean, you've never heard this song in either version before, right? I've never. I, I know the cartoon. Right. Um, but I've never watched it. Okay, so for those of you wondering what you just listened to, um, that was, of course, a remix. But uh, as I teased earlier, a uh, very popular 20-plus year running show on PBS, a cartoon has been canceled by PBS, uh, and parents are rejoicing across the world. Um, I have some feelings about this. Uh, Caillou, uh, it was my favorite show as a child. Uh, I was born in 1998. So this was right in the uh, wheelhouse and the pinnacle of my cartoon playtime. Um, a lot of people hate this show because they claim it uh, makes their children grow up to be whiny, spoiled, needy, selfish brats. Um, my counter to that is I watched the show. I was the youngest child, and I turned out just fine. Now, I think parents just want somebody to blame because their children are little asses. Now, it might be a generational thing. Maybe if this show came out in the 80s, there would be a different story. You don't see problems with ALF, do you? We're not talking about aliens having problems, are we? What? My th- so, I, I'm looking I'm at this. I'm sorry. Thing. So, the network that this came on, that's why I'm curious. I'm like, okay, I, I've obviously seen this dude. If, if you, anybody doesn't know what this is, and obviously, I don't, I don't know. You would probably recognize the character. Absolutely. But this is not like your your... It's not, the, your, Sesame it's not your It's not your Sesame Street or your, you know, what are the puppy dog pals or any of that. Oh, boy, it, do I have something not, on that, too. It's not, it's not that. It's not the popular stuff. This is on, and I'm looking it up right now. It's on PBS and Treehouse TV. So I, you're pro, this isn't like, I don't know. I feel like this isn't something that like your parents are just going to like turn on when you were a kid. Not anymore. Okay. Not anymore. Not recently. Yeah. PBS Kids has okay. undergone a drastic change okay, since so I older. was a child. Yeah. Think early thousands. Yeah, okay. My 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 era, um, three, four, five years oldish. Yeah, okay. That's when this show came on primetime PBS, kind of like Sesame Street did. Obviously, as the years gone by, they quit making the show in 2010, as we found out earlier. I did not know that. Uh, but they quit making this show 10 years ago, and it's just been rerunning uh, for the past 10 years. Uh, but, like I said, I-, I made a pros and cons T-chart for this cartoon because I am so hurt over the negative reactions on Twitter that have lit up Caillou, our childhood cartoon Wait, hero. So this is a so the the census on on your lovely worldwide social media is that this is a bad cartoon. They hate him. Weird Be- because that's that's really weird because usually people on Twitter and on Facebook and around the world are super positive uh, about things, but you're throwing me a curveball and saying that they were negative <laughs> about something. So we'll see where this takes us. <laughs> well, uh, I, I will quote. The only one, and uh, I'll, I'll use letters here to save us uh, some space and FCC coverage, uh, but one viewer even tweeted a clip of the intro claiming, quote, Caillou was one evil ass blank. <laughs> now I'm just curious what the word was. <laughs> MF. <laughs> Whoa, okay. All <laughs> yeah. right. This so, is a four-year-old. This I'm is reading. a four-year-old. It's a four-year-old. Um, so, okay, here's my pros and cons list. Although he is a whiny brat sometimes, what child is not? I'm sure John John, JFK, and Jacqueline Kennedy's child was a brat at some times, and he was the president's kid. 
If Caillou was around when John John and John Jr. were children, I bet they would have watched it. Would they have turned out to be spoiled brats? Probably not, because Jacqueline Kennedy was an angel of the White House, and she wanted her children to grow up to not know they were one of the wealthiest families in the world. I digress from this tirade. It is not what we're talking about. Pro, Caillou is empathetic towards his baby sister. He does share. He has learned to be self-sufficient with his imaginary friends, as we discussed earlier. Sometimes children need to learn that they can entertain themselves with their imagination and their mind. Their parents don't need to coddle them all the time, even though PBS allowed time and time again for Caillou's mother to give him whatever he wanted. So I don't blame Caillou for being the way he is. This is a nature and nurture conversation, okay? PBS allowed the writers to give Caillou whatever he wanted. If you're going to do that, you have to do with the consequences of raising children. Pro, he is family-oriented because he is always around his mother. The only con with that is he might have a bit of a Freudian complex with her. I'm not sure. He's four years old. Okay, I'll take a breath. As I said before, this is PBS's fault. I think they were harnessing this outrage for years because they knew it would make them money. We're talking about them. I'm yelling about them when I shouldn't be yelling about them on a sports show. Not to mention, there are multiple cartoon episodes where Caillou is involved with sports. In one episode, he breaks his arm playing baseball, and his imaginary friends console him. If there is anything more touching and family-friendly than that, please let me know. I will get off of the soapbox. Thank you for listening. And in case you were wondering... Caillou should not be off the air. That's all I have to say. I'm done. (laughs) Was he pulled because of this hate? I don't think so. The the issue with me is I have no desire to click on any of these links, so I'm not going to. I see one that says it's a CNN link about Caillou. I'm not going to get any information that I need or care about from that article. I think it's just run its course on TV. Yeah. I think that's all it is. Now, that being said... The uh, preposterous negative reactions, as we said, because it's social media. Yeah. Nothing can be negative. Right? I no, think- no, 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 no. It's not possible to be negative <laughs> on social media. Impossible. This is where people that are super secure and really okay with how their lives turned out go to be really, really nice to people. Yeah, if somebody is mean to you on Twitter, especially a bald four-year-old cartoon, um, what you need to do is you need to DM them. You need to tell them where the closest dark alley is to your house and tell them to show up. Um, Clothes optional. If they want to fight, they all know um, that in order to pull guard, no gi for those mixed martial arts fans out there. I will leave it at that. Sean, I'm sorry I have subjected you to we this. We got it. No, I'm good. I, but uh, it's, it's new. I learned something today on Chip this, Howard Sports Talks, first hour. So this is go. something that is very dear to my heart, and I hope you six loyal listeners, I hope there's still six. I know we were searching for ten earlier, but I'm scared I might have lost... A couple for Chip. Um, Chip, if you're listening, I apologize for potentially losing you listeners. I think you can gain them back in the coming weeks uh, on your assignment today. That being said, it is time to turn it over for one final commercial break. And here's Chip to tell you about Producers Cooperative. Producers Cooperative is still there every single day on Texas Avenue, a little bit north of Highway 21. They have a direct inside sales line. 778-2864, 778-2864. They're continuing to expand the call-ahead service, meet you in the feed parking lot, help 
within uh, vehicle transactions, so you don't even have to get out of your truck if you don't, if you're not comfortable doing that. Obviously, they've got changes to protect everyone, but they're still delivering because they understand that farmers and ranchers don't get days off. Their animals don't get days off. They must be fed and cared for. The folks at Producers understand that better than anybody because they're member owned by the farmers and ranchers of the Brazos Valley and have been since 1943. For more information, go on their website at producerscooperative.com. Producers, everything ag for over 75 years. Let's go to Double Dave's, Double Dave's. They've got the pizza with that fresh made taste to put a smile on your face. Let's go to Your choices have expanded at Double Dave's, including the choice to eat in their dining room. You can also choose daily lunch specials like pepperoni rolls for $1.50, a $4 garden salad, and your choice of sandwiches, medium stromboli, or small two-topping pizza for just $6. Let's go to Double Dave's, Double Dave's. They'll keep you hopping for the pizza with the toppings that can't be beat. Let's go to Double Dave's, Double Dave's. They got your pizza if you're up in the morning or you're staying up. Specialty pizzas are 8 bucks. Add a drink for a dollar or get a medium pizza of the month for just $10. Click DoubleDaves.com to order carryout, curbside pickup, or delivery, including contactless delivery. Let's go to DoubleDaves, DoubleDaves. We've got the pizza with that fresh made taste to put a smile on your face. Mayhem is everywhere. I'm a gravel truck. I'm busy laying the foundation for your city's newest suburb. You're stuck behind me, and I'm about to make it rain. <laughs> Rocks. Now you're swerving, but there's no avoiding this downpour. Better watch out for that guardrail. So get Allstate, where agents help protect you from mayhem. Like me. Call class of 82 BCS Allstate agent Jerry Anderson at 764-0015. Subject to terms, conditions, availability, and coverage selected. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company. Penny Lane, there is a barber showing Just about all the damage we can do in one hour of Chip Howard Sports Talk. I hope I didn't uh, scar anybody too bad. Uh, but, you know, when I feel passionate about things, I just have to get it out. Because when you conceal, don't feel, it just never ends well. We'll be right back for the 5 o'clock hour on Chip Howard Sports Talk. Brent's ornament coming up. I've got some Florida Man stories, which we haven't heard in a while. And if I have time, I will get to a, a brand new baseball conspiracy with some... Uh, High notoriety pitchers across the league that uh, you won't want to miss. Once again, this is Chip Howard Sports Talk on the Zone 1150 and 937. I'm Kyle, and With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.